You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Friedman. As always, I'm a staff writer in the cornrows.com. And joining me on the other line, I heard he was bringing too much optimism, and it's Mr. Tony East. Tony, what's up? <laughs> Your cynicism was a needed return. I find it funny you still say, as always, even though you're only on once a week now. I know. I don't know. It's just like it's like a habit. It's a formed <laughs> habit. Like, I know. I, I do- I, I do videos for my for uh, my newspaper here, and I still almost do that every time they open. So my girlfriend makes fun of me for always saying "Welcome in" really enthusiastically. Well, so, you got, you got to get that pop at the start. You got to like, yeah, pop. yeah. My dad is my was my high school principal, and he would always uh, close the announcements with a really enthusiastic, like "Have a marvelous Monday" or like a terrific Tuesday. Some, um, <laughs> some well, alliteration. So I feel like it's important. You have to the thing. I feel like it's important to start a podcast with some energy because otherwise, like. I feel like in the past, but when we were still trying to figure out how to do this, it wouldn't start as like energetic and happy as it needed to be for a podcast that is <laughs> on something that's not super serious. It's a time. Yeah, right when we started this, they just traded PG though. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. But I, I, I just, I even mean like in the middle of that old depot year. I remember there was one time somebody commented after, must have been the Vic game where he had like 47. And it was like, Adam said the most enthusiastic ever. I'm like, I thought, man, I need to sound more enthusiastic because this is like, talk about the Pacers. It's not like we're talking about, you know, life and death politics or something really more, something like super duper, like serious that like could offend people. It's the Pacers talk. It's supposed to be next, fun. Next time you're in India, we need to get together and listen to the cereal box episode. I think we would, oh my God. We would laugh I, at ourselves. I know. I, I, I can't even <laughs> listen to that podcast from like two weeks ago because I laugh at how bad I feel like I still am. <laughs> oh, that was so bad. Oh, anyways, anyways, bring <laughs> tomorrow. Find that, uh, have fun. Anyway, anyway, even, no, we don't even have it on the internet more because remember we switched so many different. Oh yeah, maybe I don't know. I think it's I think it's probably saved. Maybe, like, maybe Jordan. Who would remember that? Like Jordan Brandenburg was around back then. I remember him. From I don't even know who was back around then. We didn't have we didn't have a Twitter feeder back then. I know. <laughs> wow. What, right, what, what let's a talk time. about the Pacers. <laughs> so moving to look a little bit forward instead of backwards. Um, <laughs> so the Pacers played four games. We last talked. Essentially, one of them really mattered in the sense that it that it oh. is their future playoff matchup, and they lost it on, I would say, <laughs> one of the most BS three-point plays I've seen. But, of course, Marcus Smart hit a three against the Pacers, even though it wasn't in India. So of course, he hit that shot. But We talk about this every time Marcus Smart plays him. Like, somehow, some way, he just makes threes against his team. It, it, makes, all, it makes no sense. It's unbelievable. And from that game, the biggest takeaway I got actually was the optimism – on your Twitter feed about how you think the, the matchup should the Pacers have the ability to play with the Celtics, which I don't know if I got the same take from that game. Me, if you're tied with 10 seconds left on the road, like that's all the confidence you need. Like even if you lose, it's like you can be in the game. That shows you're as good as them to me, and that's that's all that matters. I mean, and they're like 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 you just said it. We're a, we're a sad wide open layup and a Marcus Smart like. Rainbow isn't even the right word. Nothing like St. Louis Arch shot away from winning that game, and everybody else is like, oh, they can win this year. You know, it's like just two plays aren't going to be the thing that makes me go, oh, no, they definitely can't beat them in any sort of fashion. Like, I still don't think they'd be the favorite in the series. Absolutely not. But I, I definitely think they have a better chance than I, than I thought before that game, given how it went. I, I guess my worry, and it's been my worry all year, is that Boston is um... – Basically, slow playing themselves in the playoffs is going to kind of a switch. <laughs> they do and, do like, that. That is true. It seemed like even in this game, they were kind of like just slow playing the Pacers, essentially. I mean, Boston had a 10-point first-half lead, and then they just kind of kept letting it go away and away and had their usual, like, I mean, the amount of, um, I guess, issues or faults the Celtics have where they kind of keep messing up. They kind of did that in the second, third quarter, and then the pace, and they finally got to rush the end. And I feel like we're going to get more of that kind of Boston, the end of game first quarter Boston. than we will the kind of lost for two quarter Boston team in the playoffs. But then again, you it's know, it's pretty I, easy to me to see what happened. It was, uh, they, they were as good or better than the Pacers when Terry Rozier was not in the game and they were worse than the Pacers when Terry Rozier was in the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and what worries me the most is even if they are as good as Boston, <laughs> it's and this has been I mean this is obvious when it used to be Kyrie and Oladipo end of game be like who's better there the Pacers have nobody to match 
Irving's end of game or really, I know it yeah, was hard this yeah. time, but that kind of like clutch ability in the last two minutes. I mean, Thad Young missing that layup. Well, I know is like, oh, it's Thad. What do you expect? But like, he's now him and Collison are essentially the two guys who are supposed to be the clutch players in this team. And so that's almost unacceptable because you can't beat a team like Boston when you have such a small room for error. And especially that in that close and that late of game, like you gotta, you gotta make that layup. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> And it was like, awful. You know, it's funny. You just said Kyrie being like this clutch shot maker. Well, I think anybody could have made the, the game winner, given that they just like were like, eh, we're not going to guard you on this drive. The <laughs> well, it was it was the threat of Kyrie. I mean, twice. I yeah, twice. you're right. You're right. They were so scared of what he could do that they, I mean, the defense just panicked. It felt like for a minute. They were like, well, I mean, I don't. Because like Pat Blown was right when Miles said it. Like he did do like this, the tiniest hesitation that fooled everybody, but then just no one got in his way. Like everybody was like, oh, okay. There he goes. Well, and, and Kyrie was so good that he basically got it just above the tip of Turner's hand too. Yeah, it was a nasty. It, it, to, to his credit, it was a nasty play. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't understand. I mean, there's multiple plays that, multiple in that last play where they could have trapped Kyrie or they should just force the ball and made. Who was standing in the corner who Thad was guarding ultimately? Jason Tatum. Yeah, I mean, make Tatum win the game, honestly. I mean, Tatum or Horford is better than that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know it's probably – they probably might make the open shot still, but I'd rather lose on that than Kyrie just walking into yeah, the layup. But, I agree. But it, it just was – it felt like kind of a compounding of where the Pacers kind of get kind of screwy at the end of games that old people because they have nobody kind of riding their ship. Or, like, even all the, like, the random turnovers where the ball was all over the place was partly felt like the Pacers were just nervous and they were kind of ending up with lucky plays because everybody was everybody was nervous except for Kyrie basically out there. You know what's funny is this has not been talked about at all too. It's like the bad mislayup was a big one. The smart three was a big one. The, the loose ball scramble was a big one. But like remember they, they were tied and they had the ball with like what tw- 25 seconds to go, 30 seconds to go. And they had that pick and roll and Collison just took a pull-up jumper. It's like how is that the play? That's, that's Collison just – I feel he's like a, uh, he actually okay to his credit, he's one of the more clutch players on the team. But that's not what I would. That's I, I feel like that isn't what they drew up. The, the the problem is is that what do you what's the ideal draw play at the end of a game? I mean, is it, is <laughs> it just trying to get Bowie on wide open for a three, which is almost impossible to do when you when their defenses are figured basically it out against the Thunder? Game. It's Miles Turner sets an illegal screen and then they miss, and Wes Matthews just scoops up the mess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, that's that's. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, okay. You could do that. I mean, that's the problem, right? Is that you can drop all the stuff, but they don't have any of the real playmakers to just like actually create a good offensive possession yeah. in the right. game because teams basically throw themselves at Bojan, make sure he doesn't get an open three. And he doesn't have the speed to break away, you know, for a split second to get an open three. And so you're kind of forced into like Darren Collison taking a long two, which is always the backup plan, it feels like. But because I feel like the Pacers a lot of times last year with Old Depot, when he at the last minute couldn't get open, he would pass Kyle in the corner wide open because he draw a double team, something like that. But I mean, I, I just don't know. I mean, you've got to get, I guess, more creative, right? You've got to set off balls, get the ball into somebody. Dude, and that, I, I get why they're so worried about like a turnover if they get too too cute. You know, see also Purdue. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, it's just like you got to, you know, like you said, they don't have a guy like Kyrie who can just like. That's what that's what me and John talked about last week. It's like at the end of the game, like Kyrie's going to beat you off the dribble and create something where no one on the Pacers can do that. Like you said, especially if they are cutting off Boyan as much as teams do now, so it's harder in that way to get it done. Uh, <laughs> especially because getting creative is so challenging when you're being turnover averse. Like, uh, like the Warriors obviously have like so many options to ISO, and like James Harden is so good at it. LeBron, like all the teams that make the conference finals every year, have one guy like that, where the Pacers do not right now. Okay, weird side side on the Purdue thing. Did you see that they showed Painter drawing up the play before it happened? Yeah, yeah. And it was, and many drew it up. I'm like, that's you kind of tell it was like he was getting too fancy because there wasn't enough time left. It was like, why would you try to put the ball out of Edwards' hands where he had like, something like 40 points? For I think Klein was going to be a decoy. I really do. No, they, but they like threw Klein it. was going to catch it, dribble, turn and face, and then pitch it to Carson. I don't know. Wasn't there not enough time left? Wasn't it like there was like five seconds? I thought I don't. I'm, I don't remember. It, it was a poor. It was a botch play. I, I think the best, the best play on the Pacers to run would be something where they set up pick to get a point guard out and then kick it right down in the post to Turner, Thad, Sabonis, whoever's in the game. And that I remember when they beat Boston last season. Turner had that nice play on Morris because they had a match advantage and just kind of backed him down and put in. And that seems like the best way is to draw everybody out to the perimeter and then get it back to one of your post guys who should have a match advantage over Morris. Yeah. If you've got, if you've got either Thad or Turner out there. They should be able to post up Morris, whoever's, whoever's on Morris. The bonus is shooting uh, 88.9% in the clutch this year. 
I mean, at the end of games, if you're tied, why would you not? He's only go? it's only nine shots, but hitting eight for nine in the clutch is a wild. No, but, but like, why wouldn't you go offense? Defense with Turner Sabonis. Like, why don't we just keep saying yeah, you know what, I mean? uh, what was that? Cavs 07 they did that with uh, Anderson Varejao and Bogowskis. Yeah. They kept rotating well, one Robinson over defense. I said this to John. I don't know if you listened, but like, if they're going to go Bain Torford, you can get away with it. No problem. Oh, yeah. 100%. You know, it's like the perfect group to, to experiment with them in the playoffs. Anyway, I was looking up clutch stats for this point. Boyan in the clutch, 37.5% this year, 15 for 40. Not good. Yeah, I mean, how many game winners he missed? I'm thinking of he missed <laughs> the, the one, the Kings. Yeah, that's the biggest one that's in my mind. one that comes to my mind, yeah. When they actually drew it up for him. That's the only game winner I think he missed. I feel like he, he's, right? taken, like, he's taken a long three a couple times to, like, try to tie a game. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he missed have other clutch shots, but I think that was the only one that, like, at the buzzer sticks in my mind. Yeah, I – I just, I also don't know if you if you want Thad off the floor at the end of games too. I mean, I get you want to place a ball Turner, but isn't Thad? I guess he keeps making mistakes, but isn't he like? That has to be a lot, that right? Has to so, yeah. So that's why I said, why not go offense deep with Turner and some? I know, and I get it. Bit. I get it. Because I mean, I like, like if it feels like their best offensive play is just Sabonis in the post, right? Yeah. In general, I, I mean, if any that. offensive play you're to pick one out right now, what's their best? What would you rely on the most? And I would lie to Sabonis in the post for two points. I would rely on a <laughs> Tyreek Sabonis pick and roll where Tyreek misses the layup and Sabonis dunks it. <laughs> no, I'm talking about positive, Tony. Be positive. <laughs> that works for them a lot. Um, I have the clutch page up just to drive home some more points that we have talked about. Collison, who I think is their best clutch shot maker now, uh, 19 for 35 this season in the clutch. That's but like Vic's been hurt. Uh, so outside of Vic, that's the most makes and takes of anybody. He has been actually pretty impressive to me. Uh, in those situations, and everybody else is right around like their normal shooting percentage. So, Boyan worse, Collison better. So, yeah, I mean, one of those two guys, but it, I don't know what you do. Maybe the, Collison Sabonis pick and roll is the best option. Probably the the Collison long two is one of those plays where you're like shit, shit, shit. Oh, it it, it, it went. I in. know it's it's the new Lance shot. <laughs> well, <laughs> he makes it a decent amount, but it's such an inefficient shot in the game of basketball. But like. At under five seconds, tie game. You don't need three points. You yeah. take your best shot. Like, well, like he's hit, well, he's hit like the Pelicans. He hit a, the game winner. The Bulls. He hit the game winner. Like he's had more than one. Oh, he's he's last season. He was by far their second most clutch player. I mean, yeah. he hit shots when it mattered most against Miami last year. I mean, he's yeah, he certainly has some clutch resume to him. I mean, even going back to the Clippers and stuff like that. I mean, he got some something. I mean, he's yeah, not. He, he certainly does. He, He's not afraid of the moment. Yeah, let's put it that way. No, like, I give him he, credit for that. He really turns over the ball in a big moment. You know, where Thad, I feel like, he's been fumbling and bumbling around at times. At the end of games. Yeah, Thad only has one turnover in the clutch this season. Surprising. But what do you count that that, that, that missed layup? That's a turnover. I know that's a turnover. That's a ah, <laughs> uh, that was awful. To put away, he may have any turns, but how many bad shots did he have in the clutch? <laughs> uh, there's yeah, a few he's out there. Fifteen for thirty-three. Yeah. Yeah, and how many of those are like shorthand layups or missed? Yeah. You know. Like shots that should go in at a, at a higher rate than there. I mean, there, none of those can be three-point shots. they got to be all, like, the, inside the 5, 10 feet range. Bojan is a turnover machine, apparently. Well, Bojan isn't a clutch yeah, player. I know. You've talked about this a million times. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think the minute Bojan threw that ball in there at Old Depot last year at home, it was it. Uh, that was, it was the moment we said, okay, Bojan's just – you're doing too much, buddy. Uh, that was just, awful. Oh, just, just be the decoy. This is not related to anything we've talked about, but I thought about this today. You're, yeah. uh, you remember last year your push for 50 wins for like the whole last month of the year? Yeah. It's still alive. Oh, yeah. They're 46 and 32, right? 4 0, they get 50. <laughs> so it's worth noting that if they win out, they control their uh, destiny. I think you probably mentioned that 100,000 yes. times I'm sure before. It's, it, but, makes um, no, it makes no sense to me because they've lost the tiebreaker, but they could still control their destiny. Because they're tied and they beat Boston. I know. It's, game. it's weird. It's just, it just sounds weird. Um, I guess, do you want to do realistic expectations in a Boston series now, or do you want to wait till we know um, the way splits? Yeah, I think we should wait a little bit. Okay. I mean, I am, I'm more positive on them in that series than you are. I think we can say that generality. Yeah. I, the thing is, is I've said it before. I, I could see a scenario where Boston just ends up like a complete, like they, they, they hit Boston in the mouth in game one and there's all this infighting and they end up having home court or whatever. And they win the first two. And then just Boston collapses because they just aren't a strong team. 
But if they don't hit Boston in the mouth early, per se, I'm not sure they're going to yeah. be able to beat them. Because, yeah. like, the thing about the Cavs were, like, you, LeBron, losing game one to LeBron or beating him in game one, LeBron's, like, the, I guess the biggest badass out there essentially in terms of NBA players. I mean, he, he, he just can, he can get, he knows how to rally guys around and get things going and in a way that like very few players can, where I'm not sure that I'm mean, in Boston, where if they lose game one, maybe even at home, that's talking to them like, Oh, we need to, you know, here's how we need to get together. Cause Kyrie kind of is a deaf, yeah. he's got kind of a deaf tone out there. And maybe it's Horford, but it just seems like that team is like something bad could happen. And the whole thing could collapse and they could lose in like losing five games because you get home court advantage. But I think, they're probably playing a little possum. I'm going to turn it on. You know what I wanted really badly this year? Yeah. When the Lakers announced LeBron would miss the rest of the year, if he had tweeted zero dark 30. That would have been. That would have been hysterical. Do you think he's going to tweet during the playoffs? Yeah, it's like, going to be weird. Well, I saw people tweeting like, he's totally going to be a Dwayne Wade's last game, right? Probably. Like, he'll probably just like tour the NBA. It's going to be so weird. What is what do you wear like he's just sitting there at the finals like watching? <laughs> no, he won't go to the finals because he's no way. Yeah, no way he'll go to the finals. Not like he it. might go to a first round matchup with I'm trying to think who was like somebody that if we he work. make it, he'll go to the Heat games. I bet. Yeah, that's true. The Cavs didn't make it. I mean, I'm trying to think who else yeah. he would want. Like, who is he really buds with besides Chris Wade? Chris Paul. Yeah, he might go to a couple Ra- Rockets games. Yeah, that's the only one I can think. That's so weird. That's so weird. I just like I. It's so I know it's so weird that just like, like I know a lot of people are happy LeBron's on the playoffs. I guess like I am too, but it's like it, it means so much to the league to have him there. It's gonna be so weird without him. I don't know about that. I think there's a lot of st- stars in this league. I guess in a way, and I feel like Giannis is gonna. Oh my god! It's the Lakers LeBron. with LeBron, dude. They <laughs> they would have been the prime spot no matter who they Lakers played. Been the playoffs in like how many years? It's been four or five. Who? The Lakers. I mean, the playoffs in forever. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they don't get ratings. That's all. That's what I mean. Like I don't know. I, I don't know. I I think the playoff ratings one are going to be determined how far the Warriors go and how dominant they are in the playoffs. <laughs> and and then we'll. I mean, I don't know if the Warriors like Warriors go to seven games against the Rockets, but again, those will get high ratings. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's that, was on the the that was big for the salary cap last year. If you want the Pacers to be spenders in free agency, uh, you should root for the longest playoffs ever. Yeah, I mean that year it went seven in both Eastern Conference series, and then seven in the finals. In the was finals, yeah, and the Heat and the Cavs won. It was a higher camp that year. Uh, also, one last Celtics thing, if if you feel at me. Yeah. In the last two seasons against the Pacers, Marcus Smart is shooting fifty-two percent from three. <sighs> How is that possible? <laughs> he is, isn't he? Like a career 30 point 30 percent shooter he's a career 31 percent three-point shooter yes jesus why didn't they sign him honestly marcus smart is very good dude i love Marcus. why didn't he the pacers sign him if he was oh, the just, pacers yeah yeah not really. why he's actually pretty league average from three this year to his credit like he he's really good but that is an obscene percentage <laughs> yeah maybe he can hold that team together though i don't know i know Man, i don't know if they end up like if, there's so many ways I want the Pacers to get involved. If they do a three-teamer with the Pelicans and like get Hayward or Smart or something, I'd be like, yes, please do it. Yeah. Um, I, I think the other topic we should also do, talk about before we hit a break is, uh, I guess, the Aaron Holiday's the guards. Pre- the guards, I guess, Tyreek Evans, Aaron Holiday, and Wes Matthews. And Collison is hurt, too. So mentioning that West. both Collison and Wes are hurt um, and the fact that that allowed Aaron Holiday to play, and he played really well. Very well. Yeah, that was his sixth good performance in a row of appearances, which is great. Um, which I'm telling you, Tony, if he played more games, he would be farther along his progression. It, it's such an annoying oscillation because it, it, Will Fur, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Will, I have to tell this story. In, the, in our Slack chat the other day, it was like, man, Holiday needs to play more. Like, he's been so good this year. I was like, were you asleep for January and February? Like, did you, It doesn't did you, matter. He did needs you to miss work. that time of the year? He needs to work through that, and then – He did. He's through it. It's over. He, He's if been he, very good the last six games. Like I'm saying, if you had seen, if he had played all of March and all of, well, I guess he played a decent amount of February, but most of February, we might have saw this kind of. Wow, uh, this, all this. Well, we would have saw this kind of a. Um, this straight game was good, but like the other, the other fans, like, wow. The, well, we said three straight games that are good, and we might have seen this earlier six, if he had played more. Six, yeah. And Pretty much the second turn of March. It's been weird. But so I'm happy. the question is, is. If Tyreek just lays an egg in the playoffs the first couple games, they go to holiday. <laughs> they might. They honestly might. Didn't Nate said something to the effect of like, we'll have to see what happens after their last game. I mean, like, could there be a scenario where like holiday comes in and plays one great playoff game, leads them to a win, and that just like 
makes his trade value. Build the statue then. Yeah, that's what happened with Tatum, right? Tatum was like obviously good in the regular season last year, but his his perceived value is based a lot on a very good player. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking like they lose game one and two, so they bring in Holiday. They lose in like five, <laughs> but Holiday has three straight good games off the bench of like 15, 20. And, I don't oh, know, they could something. trade him straight up for his brother or, or something after that. I mean, crazy. and all of a sudden his, his, his value is like, oh, my God, this guy's going to be the next, I don't know. Drew. Drew Holiday. I mean, it's next Drew Holiday, <laughs> and they can trade him for pretty much anybody that's not named Anthony Davis straight up. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. So the playoffs do matter a lot for your value, which is big for the Sabonis-Turner duo as well. But that's a different discussion. Yeah. So the guards a... is weird because – so so Ty, can I tell Tyreek stuff first? Yeah. So when DC was out is the three games he was good, and that's, that's certainly not a correlation to me. Now, he wasn't good with DC out against Detroit, um, but the three games before that where he was good, and I was like, oh, maybe Tyreek's like figured something out here. Um, were the three games without DC – and I wonder, you know, his role was different. He was, like, playing point guard and stuff, and it was, like, working, which was weird. Um, so I was like, oh, that's great. Maybe they can do that again. Uh, but then when DC missed this game, they started him at the two, and they played him alongside Holland all the time. It's like – and then uh, the other the other times they had him at the one, instead of having a secondary creator that can help him, they had Doug McDermott at the two, which, like, that actually worked too. But he was not – like, Tyreek himself was not as effective besides shooting. So it's like I think we they found his role. They just don't have the opportunity between Collison and Kojo and Holiday to have him in that role, and he's not good enough to like earn it. So it's it's kind of a sticky situation. I think he's just a streaky player, to be honest. Very, very. Ri- I don't think there's anything uh, more to it. So that the the really sport is, is a rhythm player. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so he's gonna end up playing what like seventy games this year, which is probably the most. Yeah, for him, that's pretty good. As most well like 14, 15, but like. Yeah. I just feel like he has about 20 or 30 good games a year, and the rest are kind of iffy. I mean, that's just he was so, Joe Beckman tweeted this, which cracked me up. He was so good for Memphis last year, they literally benched him so they'd stop winning. Like, what happened? I, I mean, has he been on a good team in his, in his history? No, of his, never. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, frankly, no. it's he's a guy who thrives when he can kind of just – do whatever the hell he wants and when he has to play inside a structure. Yeah, he was, last year it wasn't his fault. Like he was actually good and efficient last year, and then Gasol and Conley were not good. Yeah, I I can't explain last season to be honest. Except for maybe maybe contract year. I mean, that's I mean, I don't know how you explain that. Contract last year, year right now. So because like who was the coach of that team last year? Wasn't uh, that tra- Jamie Baker staff? But didn't they fire wasn't that when they fired Fisdale? Like eleven games in. Yeah, so it was like a disaster coaching and I don't. It makes tried, no. That year is just as an aberration. It makes no absolutely zero sense. Well, I think this year is an aberration too. But I mean, it happened. Yeah, I mean, they're not, I gonna, they're not gonna bring him back. Yeah, I guess because he really is more. Well, I think this year is a combination of you look at his shot, his shots per game. I mean, Tyreek is the perfect player for like the Wizards or Lakers to think they made a big splash in free agency. I guess. I mean, you look at his, his percentages and like they're down across the board. So I guess I don't. Oh, I don't know. I, I I guess I my maybe it doesn't fit in the system the Pacers run. Who yeah, we figured that system. a while ago. Like that's why I think the role was such a big deal to me. I was like, oh, maybe they find which, found. And he was point guard from Memphis last year, and he was, he was that was his best year. That was which most, that whole thing worries me because it felt like two offices ago, Pritchard had a plan and knew what he wanted, and implemented it, and got in the right guys to fit around. You know this way of playing and maybe part of his old he put it just set it above it and didn't really really matter who they had around him at the time but it now it feels like he didn't quite pick the right pieces to bring in you know mcdermott even kind of the same way like i know he's he's sort of the purpose of what he does is good but like you know it feels like that maybe wasn't the right you know piece he doesn't contribute enough to the team in a way or you know it's, i feel like he missed on both his fridges this year let's put it that way yeah i think tyreek's a miss i think mcdermott's fine yeah but i mean tyreek is tired an adequately paid player doing the thing he's asked to do is like fine. Like it's no, not but, flashy, but, but, but like cool. he literally hit on three play. I mean, if you don't count the trades, he hit on three free agents essentially. Kojo, Carlson, he nailed it, nailed it, and Bowie. I mean, he nailed it. Where this year it was like, bleh. he just kind of was bleh, if not bad. Bleh is accurate. And I think Tyreek counts as, because Tyreek was the highest paid one in the big kind of big fish. It counts the bad offseason essentially. It can. It totally can. I mean, Vic got hurt, so it's hard. It's gonna be hard to reflect back accurately. I think. Yeah, I mean, even if, but even when Vic was playing, Tyreek was bad. So I mean, yeah, they were in fifty-seven win pace. So I'm uh, when he played. So I'm uh, I'm gonna chuck. Yeah, but it wasn't up that good team improvement? 
Yeah, but wasn't that a team as a home improvement, not necessarily a Tyreek thing, I guess? I don't know. I mean, they, he, I still think Tyreek's been, like, as good as Lance, and McDermott's better than anything they had at the three last year. No, that's that, that's a fair fair way to say it. But it, Money-wise, it you could call it a fail in that way, but, like, it's just because Tyreek is, like, it, a, a minimum player making 12 million. Let's put it this way. It, it, I felt like Pritchard, after in his first offseason, it was like, oh, my God, this guy might be, like, Kind of a genius in a way, like one of those. Just like the discussion around Pritchard is so much different if the Vic trade, if the Vic risk does not work out. Oh, and I, I understand completely. <laughs> so but it, different. It, but it, we both have talked about it where it felt like even if they had um had kept Paul George, the way they built around it was the same way you would have built around George. It would have yeah, been really yeah. good. That's the word. This year, it just felt like he sort of has leveled off. Now, maybe it was because he said, you know, I'm just going to pull back, which he kind of did. I'm not going to hit go anything risky, and I'm just going to let my guys develop and see what that does. And and that, for the most part, worked because really, Full yeah. Depot stayed healthy. Like so the team was going to probably win fifty plus games. I mean, and that's an improvement. So, right. and, at, and at this stage, you can't improve that much. You know where you, you know, every I would win say, after fifty is harder to get than yeah. Before 50. But it, it it just felt like the team didn't reach its expectation. I guess or reach a point where it could have been if it had a perfect offseason. I'm trying to think of guys that could have gotten. I guess did perfect anybody? Seasons are hard. Yeah, I mean, I guess who this offseason was really kind of the last steal. year. Last year was bad for expectations of offseason. No, and I understand <laughs> that. But like, who who was the steal of the offseason this year? I'm trying to think. Oh man, uh, it wasn't really any right. I mean, who Lou Williams last year was a steal. And yeah, but he was three I, for twenty or whatever. I'm trying to think like guys who signed this offseason. Was there any real? There wasn't really any steals, right? Uh, I I'm sure there is. I just can't. Brooke Lopez, um, huge steal. Brooke Lopez. And this is hard. <laughs> I mean, the biggest deal would have been using your cap to get D'Angelo Russell two years ago. But that was two years ago still. So. Uh, sure. D'Lo's fine. I'm not super high on him. <laughs> You're the only one that's not. Uh, me? There's a ton of people that aren't. Uh, You're the minority right I, saw, I saw a poll today come, said, who would you rather have between him and Zach Levine? That's, that's, where, people uh, think, that's where people think of D'Lo right now. Okay. That's fair. I, I guess I don't. I don't know who this well, is. They're, they're clearly good. They're just not like. I'm like maybe oh it was just guy. A I really off. want that guy. Maybe it was just a weak offseason overall. Because I mean, Tyreek was like the third best player available. With what <laughs> That's also so, I mean, true. That, that could just be it. I mean, it was just one of those off seasons, I guess. I mean, I got, I'm thinking like maybe they got in Joe Harris. I mean, just because that would have been a better role. Probably. We Joe Harris. We talked about that. Yeah, it would have been a better role than McDermott, but I mean, I mean that's again proving. They're, just, the, they're the they're the same player to me. Yeah, I mean it's not not enough for it's like oh my Joe god. Harris might be a little bit better, but he got paid more, so it's like yeah, there you yeah, go. he got paid like one million dollars more. Did he get a two for twenty? I like got two for sixteen. Am I crazy? I don't remember. I thought he got two for sixteen. I might be wrong. I, we have both agreed it's two years. Let's figure this out. It's actually a better deal because it's hit the one last year than McDermott. Two for sixteen on the nose, Adam on the on the fly there. I don't know why I remember those things. I, I was one. watching at twelve oh one. No, that's more money per year than McDermott. Yeah, but a million. McDermott makes like yeah. seven. Yeah. McDermott got three for twenty two, right, or three long. for twenty one. But he long, makes it it's, long, like, long. it's like scaling back, isn't it? Isn't it like scaling backwards? No, it's flat. It's flat. Oh, okay. Oh, Harris's? Do you mean? No, McDermott. Harris like... scales back. Harris's goes down next year. <laughs> oh, would have been better. Um, all right. I mean, I, I think, I guess, I think we've gotten away from our main point here. <laughs> That's okay. It's fun to talk about other things. Yeah, I, I, I guess, I mean, we'll do a trading pocket podcast in the future. But I, what, what do you feel like this offseason gut? If you had to pick, kind of one gut feeling right now about something's going to happen, what do you think is going to happen this, this offseason? They're going to yeah. take a really good player into space. Okay, is it bad? Uh, mine is that Bojan signs another team for like twenty million a year. <laughs> um. Maybe two for 40 kind of deal. I don't, I don't know who the team that do that is. To me, it's just like between like Conley, Drew, Gallows, someone else, who's some other team trying to shed money. Like someone very good will be available for very little and you'll have the cap space to make it happen. I just, it seems don't, too obvious not to happen. Don't a ton of teams have cap space and there's not enough superstars out there to fill there the are, space? There are like nine, I think, teams with cap space, but there's not, there's like a, enough B list stars that I'm not worried about that. A, you don't think Bogdan sticks onto somebody for like a two for forty deal? He's gonna go after like the Middletons and all that, so no, probably not. Uh, I don't know. I feel like if a couple <laughs> guys get resigned here or there, and a couple he could like 
a team could sell him. Oh, he averages what's he average, almost 19 points a game now or 18.2 points per game. Like you could talk yourself into him pretty fast. Oh, he put up 23 a game without Oladipo. Like I, oh yeah, I don't, I'm not doubting other teams are talking themselves into him. I just, I, I think the, the the direct like I don't think he'll ever reach the B list of free agents. See, I, I, I think the timing he, of him will make will benefit the Pacers. I, I mean, I think you're right on paper. He shouldn't be a B-list one, but I think some team could talk themselves into him being a B-list player. The teams that talk themselves into Bojan being a B-list player are F-list teams anyway. So, you know what? Take him if that happens. Yeah, I, and I I understand that. I mean, that's, that's the thing is, is I think we agree on what his value is, but we disagree on how stupid we think some GMs in the league are. <laughs> well, no, no, I, don't, I think there are some dumb ones. I just – I don't – I, I think Bojan's on a – I guess Ernie Grunfeld, the dumb guy. I was say, right before we go to break, from should, The dumbest one just got fired today. So. I was going to say, right before break, we should probably just give a <laughs> – pour one out for Ernie Grunfeld. Free, the Wizards are free. Ernie Grunfeld got hired at, on Michael Jordan's last season with that team. <laughs> like, there, what, what so the hell, man? There was a Bill Simmons tweet in 2009 where – or a column around 2009 where he talked about how Ernie Grunfeld was the worst GM in basketball, yet he was for 10 more years your man of the team. It was so, so horrible. So yeah. when do the uh, unbelievable fire Chris Wallace? That's the last terrible. Chris, Wall- uh, Chris Wallace also sucks. Yeah, yeah McCona got got rid of, and what was the, what was the Magic guy who really sucked? What was his name? Oh, uh, Rob Hennigan. Rob no, Hennigan. Yeah, you're Hennigan. right. You're right. He was horrible too. Yeah, the most of the bad ones are gone. The Pels one got fired too. It's all aligning. <laughs> you know who the worst one might be? Who? Magic Jones. Yeah. yeah, you know. So wait, you're telling me that if the Lakers miss on everybody, they're not going after Bojan two for forty? <laughs> I don't think they would. No. Oh, I think you. Oh man, about I would love to see him under the lights of LA. That'd be awesome. I don't think he's that kind of guy, though. I mean, I think he'll take the most money. If I'm being honest, and that's what yeah, his that's situation. True. He's trying to maximize his value as a player. Is there any Grunfeld's biggest mistake maxing out a port the same summer he let Bojan go for ten million dollars? I think there's a list of mistakes that you could just. Oh, there are. There are. I'm being annoying. I mean, I'm, I'm sure somebody will. If I'm a wizard, you're, you used to be a wizard. Are you still write for wizard blogs? No, I keep up with them pretty well. So I, somebody, I'm sure, should make a list of all Grunfeld's worst mistakes and just have them have them list have like a poll of everybody to vote. <laughs> number one, drafting Jan Vesely. Number six, over who? Oh man, everybody alive. That I mean, was... I'm I'm thinking. Didn't he give Gilbert Reyes 111 million dollars after he got hurt? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that John Wall contract is terrible. Uh, he, he traded the fifth pick. He traded away the fifth pick in the Steph Curry draft. Yeah, Jan Mahimi is pretty bad. I mean, there are a lot of. There's just a lot. Yeah, it's it's a long list. <laughs> yeah, uh, so poor one out for Ernie Grunfeld. Um, I'm sure he made a lot of money, so he'll, he'll, he'll he will be okay. <laughs> Unbelievable! As he probably is going to be a jump again, unfortunately. Smarter um, GMs helps the Pacers in theory in this fake discussion that we have made. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. I think we should take a break, and on the other side, we can preview. We're going to preview the next three games coming up. And welcome back to the Locked On Pacers podcast. All right, Tony. So the Pacers got three games this week. Four left in the year, but we'll leave the Hawks game out um, for next week. First game up tomorrow. Or today, actually, listen to this podcast on Wednesday. They played the Detroit Pistons. They Man, lost. It's been so long. I don't even know what to. I don't, yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know what the Pistons are looking like these days. <laughs> so the Pacers. That's a great joke. Pacers. <laughs> Pacers beat the Pistons one eleven to one hundred two. Uh, do you want to read the Pistons numbers? You got them up for you. Yeah, twenty first in offense, eleventh in defense, twenty eighth in pace. As we saw, pretty slow. The keyest key 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 thing here: questionable Blake Griffin. If he plays, that's that's a big deal, or doesn't play, I guess. Yeah. What is his? What's the status? What is the the? He was, Rod Beard, Detroit News says questionable on the report right now. Okay. Luke Kennard doubtful. So. Luke Kennard is not playing. Um, I guess. I mean, they are. They need to win. I mean, they're in destiny. They got so they lost that day, and every other game broke their way. The Magic lost. The Heat lost. The Nets lost, uh, and Charlotte lost. So they actually improved their playoff odds after that loss. So I don't know if they're going to rush them back or not. Well, they only set a game and a half up on the nine seed magic. Yes, they do. So, That's true. So if they don't, I mean, if they, they'll be got, fine. I think they make it for sure. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I agree they're going to make it, I think, but there's a chance they don't unless they, they lose all five. I'm not going to make it. I mean, do they, do they really think they have a better chance against any team in that top three? Like they play the Hornets. They'll, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Would it be Loki better? They also play the Knicks and Grizzlies in their last two games, who both do not give a bleep about that record. Yeah. So I guess Detroit wants me to play <laughs> pretty desperately, right? Who? 
Detroit wants me to play us pretty desperately. Oh, so like, bad. They're, 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 yeah, they're over the cap. They're paying a lot for their team. I'm just thinking, if you missed the playoffs, and then what if that 14th one, or I guess would it would be 14th, or would it be more like, oh, it'd be your 14 or 13, won the Zion lottery? That'd be like the craziest thing ever. Yeah, I could, the Orlando Magic needs something, maybe it'll be them. But I don't want the Magic to make the playoffs so bad. They haven't been in it for so long. Yeah, they're they're probably not going to do that. This but, is uh, uh, they just played the Pistons, so this this warrant this discussion is warranted at this time. Yeah, um, I, I guess I'm trying to think. Do you think the game goes differently? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Do you think the game goes differently? Well, I want to ask a stupid question. Okay. Blake Griffin is clearly the best player on either team, but what yeah. is? I, I think he's more missing value. But like, how much more missing value is he than DC and West Matthews? Combined, you mean? Yeah. If Holiday plays that well, obviously it's a lot more. But like, well, didn't the Pacers in a vacuum on the average day? DC and Matthews by nine points. But they didn't two. have Blake, is what I mean by that. I, like I, a full I, healthy, a full healthy game. Does the Pacers win by more than nine or less than nine? Oh, everybody's healthy. You, yeah. I mean, I I feel like Detroit wins if everybody's healthy. I agree. Blake is really good. Very good. I agree. Like really good like he's he's gonna make all nba like he's having a um renaissance is that the right word of his career this is a a blake griffin myth blake griffin has always been really good well he's had some injury play he was third in mvp voting his like third year in the league or fourth year in the league yeah but he's averaging 25 points a game he's never put up that many points yeah he put up 24 in that year he got third in mvp yeah he's never put up (laughs) Never put up twenty five points. Oh, that 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 one number. That's why I said twenty five. <laughs> he also had. He also has been hurt for two of the last three years. That year, that year, my God, twenty four, nine and a half points, four assists. Wow, he was incredible. I mean, look at his career though. I mean, twenty points a game, pretty much every year except for one. Yeah, he's man. Blake Griffin is one of the most underrated careers. I know, but like he's having like one of those seasons where like, if he was on a really good team, he'd be like, like if he was on the 76ers in the Tobias Harris role, you would think he was like, like he would be getting all kinds of praise, yeah. like more than he's getting. That's kind of years, Evan. Like he could be like, oh, this guy like make a huge difference in the playoffs kind of season. Yeah. He still yeah. probably can, although I look forward to the Drummond and Embiid beef in the first round if that happens. Do you think yeah. he could do you think he could beat the Sixers? Probably not, right? No, I don't. <laughs> no, yeah. I do not. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. I think that starting lineup is very good. Um, yeah, it's really fucking good. Yeah, they the the the, the piss. If Blake plays, I, I don't think the Pacers have much of a chance just because he's so good. That's just why I framed that question kind of awkwardly. But um, he's just that good. They lost in Detroit earlier in the year already. Yeah, he they usually lose once to Detroit, and without Oladipo, they're definitely going to lose twice. Probably. I think even if assuming everybody's hurt doesn't play, I still think they might lose the game. To be honest. They're already announced out. Did you notice that? Oh, they're already announced out. I did, I did not. Which is that. discouraging for their status future that a whole day I, before the game they're announced out. Yeah. I should have realized that as I have Roto World up with both their tabs. And just didn't probably <laughs> still no West, still no DC, which that, that means they're counting a lot on holiday again. Or like Reek to be better or Kojo to be better. So how does he have 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 <laughs> points? Oh, what are, what are we thinking? Uh, if he plays 25 minutes again, he could get up there. That was awesome. He played almost as minutes as Reek. He was very good for all of them too. Yeah, the subtlest little thing that cracks me up is like, I tweeted this. Whenever his man scores, he gets so mad and <laughs> he swears it cra- it's so cute. Like Reggie Jackson hit like a fifteen foot floater that he contested pretty well, and he was just like, "Fuck!" Like so loud. <laughs> he's trying to prove that he's a uh, he's into the team game. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, was, it was hysterical to me. I loved it. Can you believe Sean Mayer played forty two minutes in the, in the last game? Oh my gosh, they had nothing at the four. John Lewer is making ten million to be nothing. Also, I had a random thought in that game that it, like John Lewer might be TJ Leaf's ceiling, which made me scared. <laughs> I mean, I, I, do you even have a ceiling that's worth a player in the NBA that's playing rotation <laughs> minutes? Uh, well, John Lewer probably shouldn't be playing rotation. Okay, minutes. so that's a ceiling, probably. <laughs> John Lewer's getting rotation minutes because he's getting paid ten million, not because yeah. he's good. So, <laughs> so I don't want to spend a lot of time in this game because they just played him. They just played him. Um, gut gut feeling they win or lose. Blake plays, lose. Blake doesn't play, win. Got feeling does Blake play? <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. I just don't know. I think they. I think enough results broke their way that they're gonna be okay entering on the side of caution. 
So I, I go. I, my gut says no, but it's honestly as close to 50-50 as my gut can be. I think Blake so, probably plays. Let me read the phrasing of this tweet. Something in it made me say just what I just said. Rod Beard, the mighty I, Rod Beard, very good. I feel on like the- he's going to play. They're they're in a pretty tough situation where if they don't win the easy games or home games, let's say they could be out of the playoffs. I mean, they're in a pretty. I don't know what the schedule is like. Let's look it up real fast. But Pistons are in. I think Blake plays. I think they'll lose. The Pacers do. Fair. I mean, the, the Pistons' schedule is. It will not load my computer. Is Indiana, Oklahoma, Charlotte, Memphis, New York? So maybe. neither of them, neither of them practiced yesterday. Kennard or Blake. Well, I don't think Kennard's playing. I think that's obvious. No, I don't either. But I mean, they lose to the Pacers in Oklahoma City. That means they have to win their last three games against Charlotte, Memphis, and New York, and Charlotte oh, no. in the playoff race. Oh no! Memphis, Charlotte, no, they, Memphis, and New York. How will they ever squeak by? Okay. <laughs> Man, how? Will, the Knicks have the Knicks have signed like three players I've never heard of in the last ten days. So can we do something unique here? Can we just do the Brooklyn game next and then end on the Boston? Game? That's the most important game, even though they play Boston. Oh, out of order? Are you kidding? That's fine. Yeah, for a for the first time in the history of the show, actually. Wow, we're gonna go out of you know order what? because let's we're gonna play our audience. Game, let's just preview Game Seven of the NBA Finals right now, and then we'll come back to the Nets. Okay, well, let's do the Nets. <laughs> so I think you 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 have Detroit. Probably winning, depending on Blake. I think they win no matter what. Um, let's move to the Nets, who are also in the same kind of playoff race. They are Man. the seven, seven seed right now, right? Yes. Half do game behind have, Detroit, half game ahead of Miami. Do you have their stats or their numbers? I always do, Adam. 19th okay. in offense, 14th in defense, 10th in pace. A very average team with a very average record. <laughs> With a very average roster and a very very average coach. roster. Well, I was a very roster and a very good coach. Very good coach. One of the most worthy extensions of all time. Yes. Uh, Adam Crab noted floor spacer not shooting it well at all this year. In fact, I'm very curious what his three point percentage is right now. Oh, he's up to 38. percent So Alan Crab, very good three point shooter, shooting well from three this year. Uh, missed their last game. Something to watch in the injury front. Although by then he might be back. Well, I probably already teased my butcher, but I think it's Angelo Russell. Wow, no way. <laughs> I know, shocker of the day. Um, he's put up 23 points in March. Yeah, he's a beast. He's been a beast this year. Uh, yeah, he's really, really good. Since the All-Star break, his numbers are even better. He's hitting these mid range It's so crazy because like he's so unconventionally good. He doesn't get to the line that much. Like, he's just yeah. a, a fantastic, great. fantastic shooter from like the mid-range, too. His passing, his passing has, has been awesome this year, too. Yeah, but yeah, he's got the points with the assist. That's where it's yeah. really big. He's got the 20 points with the eight assist, which is... He, yeah, he can finally punish you for guarding him in ways he never was able to before. Yeah, he can just get a little more efficient. He's... Big jet, big step. There's he. I mean, he has a ceiling that's maybe un- uncapped again. At one point, I feel like a ceiling was capped. That like this guy's just never going to be... Getting to the line is the big one, yeah. I think it's, it's shooting efficiency, honestly. I'm getting aligned. I think it's all about the free throw line. <laughs> well, that probably helps his shooting efficiency. His free throw rate is worse than Joe Harris's. I understand. That's crazy. Joe Harris just shoots threes. He's like, a very risk at first guard. How do you get to the line less than Joe Harris? Because you, when you take a lot of floaters, you don't get fouled. He gets to the line less than Alan Crabb and Jared Dudley. Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I want a Pacers comparable for the people listening. Hang on a second. <laughs> Probably like Boyan, right? No way. Boyan's is going to be astronomically higher than his free throw rate. Uh, All right. Boyan's 3.8. Boyan's free throw rate is 29.2%, which is over double Delos. Um, <laughs> Thad Young has a higher one than him. Doug McDermott has a higher free throw rate. Uh, than D'Angelo Russell. TJ Leaf and Kylo Quinn have higher free throw rates than D'Angelo Russell. So, he's wondering how uh, infrequently he gets to the line. Okay. I, I still think he's really good. He is. He is. He is. Oh, he totally is. He's very good. He's very good at hitting shots and making passes. I just, yeah. that is where his ceiling is to me is can he ever get to the line? Because he's a good, he's a good free throw shooter too, like 78%. But he gets his three point percentage into the mid 30s. I'm not sure it matters as much. My butcher is an unconventional one. Ooh. All right, give it to me. Jarrett Allen. Jarrett okay. Allen is very is very okay. 
<laughs> like he's fine. He's a young center getting better. Um, but I think if you can contain their only, I mean, Ed Davis is like, okay, I guess too, but like if you can contain their big minutes, only okay, effective center that limits a lot of what they can do. Like everything has to come from the perimeter. Um, and I think that's a big deal. And I have faith in Miles Turner containing him, but that's a big one to me. I, for some reason, I just don't see the Pacers losing this game being beat by anybody. I, don't even the Butchers. I just feel like this is a game they win. They usually win. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just like the Nets are weirdly not scary for like a team that's okay, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, you, I, you, you make D'Lo miss a few shots, and that's it. That's the whole game. That's like, <laughs> that's it. I mean, they did, they did upset Boston's recently, but I feel like they they're but they're not formula, upset, like they're, they're good enough that I don't feel like any of their wins are upsets. Well, I feel like their formula is just they beat all the bad teams and they kind of take care of business with some of those mediocre teams oh. because because they have a good coach. I mean, that's you know good coaching. Uh, Adam, Norway. yeah, uh, big big annotation to add to this game. Go ahead. Nets on a road back to back. Yes, I just looked it up. <laughs> I just saw that too. It's like four o'clock in Milwaukee or five o'clock in Milwaukee and five o'clock in Indiana. Tough. Not, not a far that. travel though. That's true. Two hour flight. It's just though. it's just road bank to banks are hard in general. Yeah, screw your schedule for them. I mean, they they could easily lose their last four games and miss the playoffs at this. Point. Yeah, they're big. Uh, they're big Celtics fans <laughs> tomorrow so for, or tonight. Excuse me for Celtics Heat. Yeah, they got kind of screwed playing Milwaukee twice, Toronto, Indiana, and Miami in the season. That's did they get screwed? They played the same opponents as everybody else. They just didn't do as well earlier in the year. <laughs> well, they got screwed with timing. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, it's hard. It's hard. it's like weird because I I, I I grapple with that with the Pacers. It's like, did they really get screwed by timing, or did they have just won more games earlier in the year? Well, no, they got they screwed were by because, not playing because if they had played the better team when they had Oladipo, they might have won them. That well, that's different because of an injury. Like, also, I, I, I think scheduling is a big thing because like like the Pacers caught Utah at literally Utah's worst moment where they caught them in, in and, Mark, and Houston and they still lost both of those. Yeah. Now maybe that evens out over the year because everybody's up and down. But like, you know, I'm I'm trying to look. I can't think of any example. Like maybe if they drew drew another team at a different point, it would have been better off for them. You know, they played Jimmy Butler on Minnesota. I mean, the Pacers also no. drew a Lakers um, Pelicans back to back, where both teams were in the middle of making a trade that never happened. I mean, that's <laughs> on earth. That's true. They played LeBron on the Lakers both times. You know that they, they they got some hard stuff. I, I just think it just gets screwed at the end of the year when you have to play the best teams. But also, yeah, Milwaukee, your teams are tanking too. Milwaukee might clinch by Saturday, so I don't know. Right? What's, <laughs> they might they might clinch by today or well, tomorrow. what's the what do they need to clinch home court in the whole playoffs? One more win. Okay. So yeah, Actually, yeah, they could have it done by then. So they, they made on th- I mean, that's a tar- tough game, but yeah. So they have three home games to close it out, and and one loss by the Raptors does it too. What's their schedule? Yeah. So they're I, 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 they're yeah. at Brooklyn, actually. Brooklyn can help themselves. <laughs> Beat the Raptors, help the Bucks, and you're done. So I think we're both on this that the Pacers beat. Yeah. That's yep. correct. Yep, okay. yep, yep. Yep. So let's, take, let's do it. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll preview the game we everyone's talking about. So, hey, Tony, have you heard about this wise indoor camera? I have. I have, Adam. It sounds really awesome and not very expensive, which is fantastic. So here's the thing. It's like $20. And you can use it for what? Basically watch anything in your house any time and pretty good HD, night quality, all that kind of way, right? It seems like you can use it for both like a doggy cam and also to like film yourself jumping on a trampoline or like doing fun activity, like zip lining or a fun activity like that. Yeah, and also seems like a good thing you can use to kind of watch parts of your house. If you have a big house or you have blind spots in your home or like you want to maybe you want to cook dinner while your kids are in the playroom. So you want to make sure, you know, they're, you know, a young kid, you want to be able to watch them kind of thing. Like it's like the perfect kind of thing to just be able to see things around your house that maybe you feel like you can't see. And because you can use it for everything, they want to make sure you can keep all this stuff because you might be filming all the time. They have this rolling cloud storage stuff for 14 days. Like everything you film will be uploaded to the cloud for free. You can download it anytime. Make sure you keep it. It's great. Um, you can use it for some examples. They give you bird watching, watching your food simmer on the stove while you run errands. Watching over your water softener to know when you need more salt. Watching your plants grow through a time lapse. Many fun things you can do with these awesome, only $20 wise cameras. Yeah, so I told this story last time. but um, So my roommate has a small little pet snake. 
and it it escaped the cage and we found it about four days later wow but, uh it would have been great and actually i don't know if we found it i guess i don't know if i told people we found it between the last time i read the ad but it would have been really nice to have one of these cameras to watch <laughs> to figure out where it went because you know it just apparently left the cage a tiny the the top open a tiny bit and it slipped right out and would be nice to know oh it could have followed the path where it went and then it then he went on the fridge and stuff like that. So this camera will be very useful for that kind of stuff. I don't know if you got a snake, but that's something it could be useful. Hey, last big thing works with Alexa too. Oh, that's true. And so, right, if you use the poem, if you go to what our website, you go to wise.com slash slash lock. Papers. Yeah, you can go to it for $20. Okay, Tony, last game of the, uh, the week. We kind of went in reverse order, but last game that we're going to talk about is the Boston Celtics game, which would probably be Who? the game, the Boston Celtics game. <laughs> the, the what oh my god four <laughs> four the number four seed in the playoffs it's not like officially but it's basically for the four seed <laughs> yeah i mean if they don't win this game they have no shot at the four seed if they i'm gonna throw a subtle little thing in here before we actually talk about this game yeah uh, if they lose adam and they know they're not getting the four seed they should just blow their last two games because they could get their pick as high as like 18th because they're really close with a lot of west teams oh that's yeah. a good call yeah, but they should definitely try to get home court because although you remember the, the last 18th pick, right? <laughs> the last last year's 18th pick or the last no, pick? the Pacers' last 18th pick. <laughs> I wanted to get away from saying TJ. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know who went 18 last year. I can't remember. I want to look now. You got me curious. If I, I wasn't no Kogi, no, he was 20. I don't remember. What if it's someone awesome? It's probably not. It's Lonnie Walker. He got hurt. No one knows. Um, yeah, this is a big game. Um, I. I you know, they, I think the team really wants home court. That's why the, the Kojo Boyan and who's the other guy they told the rest? But uh, they told three guys. Thad. They asked him if they would rest. They said, no way. We want to get home court. Um, they clearly want to win this game and get it. So they're going to be playing their absolute best. They just played them. They know a lot of their sets. I mean, Brad Stevens is creative. But it's going to be very fun tactically and, and very fun on the court execution. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I really hope the home court makes it so the Celtics can't throw up 30-foot junk shots to go in. <laughs> that sucked. That Like, they played perfect defense, that possession. They're up three with, like, two minutes to go, and then that. I was just like, of course, of course. Yeah, freaking course. Um, So I, I guess barring a Marcus Smart, like, 90-point game. <laughs> I, I guess I can't get a feeling. It sucks they have to guard him from three. I can't get, get a feeling on this is whether they – whether they're going to actually come out and like play like they did against Boston last time, or whether they kind of the Boston finally once once again I say it turns the switch and finally says, okay, we have to win this game, we need to do it. The Pacers did well against the Celtics bench. Um, Hayward was okay, Jalen Brown shot okay, but like the Pacers bench shot very well. Uh, I don't know if you remember, like Sabonis was was really good. Yeah, um, yeah, and he didn't shoot great, but he was good enough. Like Leaf had a good game, remember that? Yeah, um, yeah I do. <laughs> very random. Uh, they just mixed the match well enough to like win those win those bench minutes, which was good. So th- that's that's a key thing to me again, especially as you know Marcus Morris is struggling for them. Taro's year is just not good, um, <laughs> and Hayward's been pretty Hayward's been pretty up and down this year. So I think you know because Kyrie did so well, you know thirty like, and it seemed like he didn't have thirty. It was very effortless. Uh, Horford's so good, and and Tatum actually they did a pretty good job with him. But Tatum can be good. Tatum was a game high plus sixteen. You have to do well against those bench guys. So it's worth noting Brown is day to day with the back injury. I don't know. Ooh, if, interesting. I don't know if that means he will actually miss the game, but it's it just worth noting because that could be because he was very good. Yeah, with the Pacers trying to take advantage of the bench, that could be very useful if Brown's not playing. Yeah, yeah, he was very, he was super great. For Isn't it weird how we thought the Celtics are going to be really deep this year? Yeah, and, and they're not as deep as we. I mean, there's you know what I mean. There's not as deep as we thought. I guess. Right well, like, okay. Here's a lot. A lot of the reason we thought they'd be deep is because, and this is my own fault. Like I thought Gordon Hayward would be way closer to his Utah ability level than he. You has. mean future Pacer Gordon Hayward when they salary <laughs> dump him to get? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep beating this drum until it happens. When they salary dump him to get a. Uh, get Anthony Davis. An- yeah, Anthony Davis. The other one is is I thought Terry Rozier's playoff run made him uh, prove that he would be a good player, and he has been like. So 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 so. He bad. is gonna get so paid by the Suns of sauces. I know he he is the magic of Suns written all over. The three team. years, forty five. Three <laughs> years, fifty. I think the second he signs that, the Celtics would call a league and say, "Yep, we're good. We're we're good. We're not even gonna waste their three days." <laughs> See, I don't think the Magic signed just because the Magic have Markel Fultz. 
Oh yeah, the free. I completely forgot about that. Um, do you do you think you try to put more eggs in the stop Kyrie basket, or you just say screw it? He's gonna score twenty five to thirty. Let's let's get everybody else stopped. I think in the last two minutes you do, but the rest of the game you say yeah. Fuck. As long as you're still in it, you just kind of let it go, yeah. and you hope you can stick around. And then the last they, two minutes you make anybody else beat you for the love of God. Because that's what they did last time. Tatum only shot six times. Jason Tatum only shot six times. That was impressive. Um, and he turned it over four times. Their Deion Tatum was sneakily very. Tatum good. been so bled this year. Kobe ruined him. I love that joke, but I think it's kind of true. Um, <laughs> a little bit, just a tiny bit. There's a sliver of truth to every rumor. I know it's kind of kind of weird. And if they go Baines Horford again, you can get away with a lot of extra lineups with big men. So uh, it's gonna be a battle. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to put it. Kyrie, end of end of the game. <laughs> for the love of God, double team Kyrie. Oh. Triple team him. Whatever you do, force the ball out of his hands and make Tackle somebody him. else beat you. Tackle to the ground. No, because you get free throws. Not maliciously. Not, you don't want to get free throws, but like, <laughs> just just throw every every time it's on a pick, just trap. I mean, do everything possible. I mean, uh, if you were tied to make your left. In fact, if you're that open around the basket, just jump up and, and dunk the ball, please. Another uh, rule. <laughs> yeah. Also, yes. If you're yes, do not pull the old Reggie Miller and go for a layup. Don't get fancy. <laughs> yeah. You dunk um, the dang ball. Yeah, that's Tejon Prince. I mean, that's it. Kind of reminded me of that a tiny bit. Just he just blocked. missed though; it wasn't blocked. I know, but it's like, why did you lay up the? Why did you, know, you had a whole break? What are you going to lose the ball in the dunk? Right side. Some some fundamentals. High school and college coach was like screaming at him for that one. Well, it's like you don't have to tomahawk dunk. Take two hands and dunk it. You're not get blocked. Yep. I know. You have the Fergus disease, except now he dunks it, and he was very good this year until he got hurt, and now Miles Turner and Thad both have it. Well, you know who dunks a lot? Demontis Sabonis. You know who makes a lot of shots? Demontis Sabonis. Turner dunks a decent amount. He does dunk more. He had a lot more of that problem earlier in the year. Turner's problem was he threw his elbow dunking and that scarred him for a better part of a year about dunking. Can we can we do two sentences on Turner being a super aggressive rebounder recently? Yes. That, that I, I guess it was only one sentence. But <laughs> that was your sentence. He, he had four double doubles in a row. Like he was he was like going hard for rebounds all of a sudden. It came out of nowhere. I mean, look at his stats this year. His rebounds are at a, at a career high, essentially. Yeah, his points finally. are his points are an improvement from last season, and he's got a million blocks. I mean, he's nine rebounds per game in March. He's got he's it. The most efficient he's ever been in his career. I mean, he's yeah. having a, and the, on the most shots yeah. per game he's taken in his career too. Yeah, I, I've been like like his rebounds been noticeably better. Like he's going for the ball. I, it, it's been weird because that seems like so trivial, but it, it's been a big deal to me. Um, My thing with him is that he just. The question is, will he each year make this small improvement, or at some point will it kind of gap? Or he'll be twenty-eight. He'll be twenty-eight, winning like MVP. <laughs> yeah, but no, but I mean, like, like it's it's okay if every year you improve a little bit. That's yeah. okay, but if he caps right now, he's it's kind of it's not disappointment, but it's kind of like okay, well, right. you don't know, you don't know what he's going to kind of keep getting a little better and a little better and so on and so on. Yeah, yeah, the rebounding's been nice. Uh, that's a big thing because Baines is a good rebounder too. I mean. I, I'm just impressed by his shooting this year. I mean, he's taken almost three, two point, almost three threes a game, and yeah, half of them. The Celtics do not like to chase him out to the line. No, and I mean, once teams, once he has an offseason where teams realize he's a good three point shooter, that's going to open things up for him. That's true. So, that's true. That's a good point. I never thought of that. Yeah, I mean, he's and he's end up he's going to end up playing playing seventy five games, which is pretty impressive. I mean, just yeah. overall, he's just. I think he's he's definitely um. All the guys we expected to miss a handful of games with injuries have been mostly healthy, and the guy we hoped we didn't get hurt was hurt. Yeah, the guy who played 75 games last year. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> o- o- overall, Turner has uh, sort of put to bed those kind of like, oh, is he really worth this new contract? Oh. Is he, you know, he's put that away. I mean, there was a chance that if he kept kind of declining, that could happen, but clearly that's not where he's going. So the, the big guy who can play better to me – uh, from from the first game and, and kind of influence things in different ways, Tyreek, um, obviously. Yes. I feel like Tyreek's kind of too crucial to the series, which sucks because he's been so up and down this year. But Aaron Holiday is the key. Holiday's gonna play maybe if there's injuries still around. But Holiday is playing. Not 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 the series, but he's playing the game. And Friday, you sure? Isn't don't do you think they're gonna bring West Matt? I guess they might bring West Matt and Carlson. Yeah, back. they might bring him back for this game. Um, I was thinking one of them might miss still. Yeah, I just I, I think Tyreek can be a big deal, which sucks. But you know, putting like he's the best guy putting pressure on the rim still, even if he always misses it. So <laughs> maybe that'll I think that can help. 
Al Horford yeah. as well, wear him down. Yeah, I, I, I think the key, like you said, is, is the bench unit just having yep. to. Yeah, go crazy. I mean, I mean, and that's where Sabonis has the most value is that he. If Sabonis doesn't have five fouls, they probably win. He could have played more than 21 minutes. Who is the sixth man of the year this year? Lou Williams, done. Right, but is Sabonis top three? Yeah, oh yeah, probably second. Yeah, I mean that's that's like, I and mean, I, I guess we can discuss later whether that has value and how much value does that cap you at. But I mean that's that's that was kind of the strength of this team if they had stayed healthy. Yeah, they'd have this awesome bench unit stuff. Yeah, he. Okay, here I have a fun one. I have a fun another one off. Yeah, here. we keep getting distracted from the Celtics. Who actually is more likely? Who actually deserves more MIP credit? Bojan or Sabonis? That's a good question. Probably Sabonis. Just because it's the whole season, I probably in that way too. Well, and, and Bojan's can be contributed to is getting his key. He just kept his efficiency up, but he he didn't like sh- he. I guess oh, he became he a higher that. volume this, shooter, this, but he this kept off the dribble the stuff. This is so new. Yeah, I was thinking more that he kept his efficiency the same, but he was able to prove at a higher volume. I, or, I don't think he has any chance to get anywhere like inside the top five, but like I, th- I want to have the discussion. Oh, I guess what is what is Boyan shooting? Let me look at the obscene, guess. obscene, and obscene. Yeah, he's shooting 50-43. I mean, <laughs> how close is he to 50-40-90 right now? His free throws suck this year. I forgot. Oh my God, he's shooting forty three percent from three on yeah. like fifty forty three eighty. If his if his free throws didn't suck butt this year. Why maybe, maybe honestly, he is worth twenty million dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, maybe the Pacers will be the dumb team, right? Well, sometimes <laughs> just if you look at him and like, are you forget because you watch him all year, so like you have an idea that that's that he's just like a forty-eight can we, thirty. Can we do guy. it for nineteen and a half? Because that's what his uh, early bird rights make his max that they can pay him over the camp. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I know boys only taking five threes per game versus, Jeez. but like his numbers percentage are comp. Football to Steph Curry's. Yeah, he's he's falling. So Steph Curry's bad. having arguably a top three MVP season. Also, West Matthews needs to get more threes if they play the Celtics again. One for five, over one from three. Not going to cut it for me. Yeah, he was pretty good on D. There's a reason Tatum sucked, and so I was the reason we were getting distracted from the Boston talk because we already did a ton of it to start the show. I know we talked a lot about them. It, we had just. You know, we'll learn more about the match in the playoffs. I know teams are both of these teams are going to hold their cards close to their chest, but like if you need to win, you need to win. You're going to play with your best things. I think the Pacers are more likely to do that, but still. Okay. So, again, gut feeling. Do they win this game against Boston? No, I don't think they do. I know, me either. And I really hate this. I don't know why my gut says that. It's just because I don't know if Darren and Wes are going to play like. Like throwing in a rookie in an eight-man rotation in a huge game just scares me. Loki, I would bet more on going zero and three this week than going three and zero. Wow, wow. I mean, I, I, what, do you, what would you put their average at? One and a half. Half. So I think they have a decent chance against Detroit. Good chance against Brooklyn, and I don't even know what to put. The, I think the Celtics is impossible to say. Well, I think if they lose Detroit and and they'll Boston, pack it up if they lose both. Yeah, you're right. They would, they would, unless, the, yeah, there's a way the Celtics have the four seed locked up by then. Yeah. I don't know. It's Let's not talking like that. <laughs> they've had a, re- Tony, they had a really tough March. They had a really tough schedule in case you didn't know that. They had a very tough schedule in March. So. Hey, they won. Remember when we said they'd win three in that really hard stretch and they won three? Didn't they go like four and 11 in March, though, overall? Yeah. So, not a great end of the, uh, before we kind of finish up, I say one, it has felt like the longest rest is on the planet. In my mind, I mean, it just this thing just keeps going, and they and it's not been a great end of the season. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, it's been a lot. lot of season. I don't know about you, but long. when March started, I was like, "Holy crap, we have a whole another month before we get to any playoff time." <laughs> That's okay. I like. I mean, I wish the season was sh- shorter in games, but I like the length in. Uh, of, yeah. Oh, I, I yeah, I think if it was like seventy games, play them all twice. I think like 70 is the right number. That's fair. Play each team in your division four times and every team. Right. So I could see it like add, adds. Uh, four times four is 16. Plus so that, the other 25 times two is 50. That's 66. So are there 15 each division? So you play, you play each team in your conference three times. Nice. Or in your, the other 10 three times, the four, you comes four times. That's 30. I can't do this. <laughs> 46. Then you add in. 30 on the other side. 26. Great. Games. Six less games. Great. 
So maybe we did it. <laughs> like 70. I think it's like 70 games. I mean, 75 might be the right number, to be honest. I don't know when it is. They'll never do it. They'll never ever show oh, it. That's not worth it. Unless unless it, like, never do it. Unless a TV like a, like a TV comes and says, We want you to do 75 games, we can sell them They'll for more. They'll do money. it when like like LeBron and Steph and everyone after game 70 are like, Yeah, we're done. <laughs> this is stupid. No, it if that or it have to be like ESPN saying no, we want seventy games because we can sell it for more money than we can. Yeah, for that's true. Which I don't, I don't know. Somebody should really think about like, could you sell it more because you'll have more games that matter? Yeah, I don't know. But like, I don't know, I don't know how you make the races matter each night until at some point because it's like really hard when you have seventy games for the NFL. Uh, well, look matters. at the Pacers right now battling for home court where every game mattered the whole year. No, but in the sense of like dire playoff straights, right? In the NFL, it feels like every single game matters. Because you lose, you can you can lose five so or six. Sixteen. Yeah, no, and it's, the NBA is never going to be there, so it's it's hard to kind of get that point. And then you have so many playoff teams too. If you, had, if you if you had four playoff teams, every game would matter a lot more. That's also true. But that's also more money you have to give up. Yeah, the, the the current setup will be very hard pressed to change. Yes, it's it's when you, it's like when you already implement something and you reap the money from it, it's hard to give the money back. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're at a long one here, folks. I know. We've gone like I think an hour and a half almost, so uh, we should wrap up. What are you writing this week? Uh, working on some on Doug McDermott's layup finishing. Career high from zero to three feet at like 69%. Uh, right. And then after that, I'm not sure. So Tony will have the rest of the podcast this week. Um, next week we will have a ton of Boston Celtics previews because they're going to play Boston. A ton of those. Um, Walked on Paces podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You better not see shots at Boston fans. They'll they'll come at you viciously. I want I want one person who stuck around to appreciate that Boston. Go on Locked on Celtics and just start trashing <laughs> the city of Boston and see what happens. How dare you? Yeah, make fun of that two year ban. What a joke. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll have that the following week, and we'll have previews. The Locked on Celtics podcast is pretty big in this network, so we'll have uh, John. Is it Corrales? Did I spell his last name? Corrales. Yep. Yeah, we'll have him on or I'm at Tommy John. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, He's great. We'll have him on. We'll do a couple previous shows, and then we'll see how long they make they stay in the playoffs for. We'll have podcasts following those. I'm ready. It's going to be awesome. I'm pumped, too. I'm so ready for the playoffs. So. Don't forget to check out Himalaya. Uh, Thank you. Great, great, great place to listen to podcasts. Remember, it's catered to you. I'm going to say this every show until you try it and tell me you do or don't like it. Uh, and why? Check, check them both out. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Yep. You can follow our podcast at Locked on Pacers. You can follow Tony at Teased NBA, me at Freebad 5. As always, you can catch us tomorrow. Uh, Have a great rest of your day.